0: Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Monday, January 25th on the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Bianco, here to talk to you guys about the upcoming week in Coyotes Hockey. We're also going to go ahead and recap the last couple days of the uh, Arizona-Vegas series. What a great series it ended up being. We're going to get a lot lot into that. Plus, we will talk about some some Tucson Roadrunners by the end of this show. Joining me here today is a... uh, Pretty big hockey fan, and uh, well, he's also a Vegas fan, and a really good friend of mine, Andrew Trujillo. Andrew, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Rob, how are you?
1: Uh, not too bad. You know, I you know, watching a uh, crazy game like uh, like we just did yesterday on uh, for for this fine finale of four games straight between Arizona and Vegas, and I got to say, I was pretty impressed by the uh, the way this series went.
0: I I mean I had a lot of fun watching it and 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 listening to it wherever I could get it. It was it was just incredible. I, I expected a nothing less than like just world quality entertainment from from the two of these teams.
1: Now what uh what gets me is uh, the Coyotes went back and forth on you know the first few games. They had a really good Friday game, and we'll 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 talk more into that and in probably that second in the second segment today, but. Let's go ahead and talk about actually what happened in uh, yesterday's game at the final minute of the game. And uh, it's a bit of a controversial call, a lot of people are going to say. Um, and it definitely looks like a uh, icing was probably um, – or a non-call icing was the result in the uh, game-winning goal for Vegas. Uh, I'm not sure, Obviously, Andrew, I know you probably have differing opinions, but I think so far everyone I have – also talked to uh, in the last few hours or whatever they're like yeah that was a nice thing
0: <laughs> well you know i i i don't i don't know i mean no one wants to win a game in a controversial manner you know what i mean it's th- th- having that little like chip now is definitely going to i think affect both teams going forward um but i after looking you know i i I get where where everyone's coming from and of course i'm i'm a little biased of course as a as a vegas fan but i i don't necessarily think it's a terrible call
1: i i think the issue is that a lot a lot of these players and the coaches are having was that it wasn't called um uh, jacob Chickering said that he could not hear the ref wave it off you obviously you would hear the ref you know he shout out, no icing, or you know, waved off, or you know, something in the matter of that. Didn't hear anything, so he assumed, based off the hybrid icing rules, that it was icing. So he's like, "All right, you know, reset, go back to the other, um, other side, and you no, know, we'll be good." And that wasn't the case. So, obviously, they're frustrated. And I heard, sure. I heard Rick talk. It also, also talk, and uh, he's like, "Well." Regardless Arizona has to be ready they got it like you know they can't assume that and go back on the back check
0: It's very true I think uh, and and from uh personal time you know playing team sports and things like that you you until you hear a whistle a play is is never dead. you can't take anything for granted when you're competing at that level
1: Let's go ahead and actually hear the uh, the full uh, a couple minutes, maybe a minute or two of uh, what Chickman had to say at this final minute of the uh, of the game. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, just I think I think everyone on the ice thought that was going to be an ice. Um, you know, I was just rushing back, trying to be the first guy back there, and um, everyone's yelling ice. I just, I'm. You know, I'm here and icing. I'm going back, and that's it. I, I um, you know, I don't know. You know what else I can say? I, I don't. <clears throat> it's just unfortunate. I, frustrating. Um, but it's just unfortunate that, you know, it, it it just cost us. So I I wish we could have it back, and it's just unfortunate and frustrating. So Andrew, what do you take out of uh, what uh Chikrin had to say about that right there?
0: Well, you know, going back to what I previously said, just where uh, you know, playing a team sport at this level, uh you kind of have to have your head on a swivel. Um and I know that, you know, he says that uh everyone on the on the ice is yelling that there's that's gonna be icing, that there's you know, not a not a real good reason to I guess chase the puck any any more feverishly than he might have already been. Um, but again, I think it uh, it comes down to even if it was like a controversial call, which it is. Uh, I'll I'll give you and and all the all the Arizona fans that, um, yeah, like I don't I don't necessarily think it should have ended that way. I I would have I would have been okay as a as a Vegas fan with a review with a callback with uh, a no goal wave and and them to play on into overtime and and settle it in a I think in a more fair way. Um, you know, just because it was, it's the last game of of a four game, uh, little series here for the week to start the season. And I think I, I I personally would have liked to have seen it come down to maybe a little bit more competitive of an end where the refs aren't involved. That being said, uh, I do think that, you know, the, the on ice calls at the time that they happen and, uh, whether or not you, you think, cause you know, I've, as a Vegas fan, I feel like I've been on the, on the, uh on the maybe the the jersey side of a few calls um we won't get into that though uh but um i think uh you know at the end of the day um whether or not the whole team was screaming ice it it does come down to uh what the call actually was which even if it was the you know the with the hybrid icing that it should have been icing it wasn't called the play was not dead and vegas took advantage
1: yeah and that's and and that's and that's what uh, the, you know Vegas was able to do, and and you know taking advantage of a uh, of that kind of call. Obviously, you know if you're just maybe you're just a regular hockey fan, you're hoping that uh, icing was called to keep this thing competitive because all game long, this was probably one of the most competitive hockey games between the two teams of all four games. No, it was an and absolute no stalemate, score, no score until that last minute. And, you know, both sides and, you know, I believe it was, you know, uh, Fleury and Kemper. They they closed. They cut that door closed all game long.
0: I was incredibly impressed with both goaltenders, honestly. Like, I, I love my my boy, Marc-Andre Fleury. He's uh, I've called him a Jedi watching games before. Um, but I am as a, as a as someone who doesn't necessarily follow the Coyotes. I do follow the Coyotes. But um, I, as a Vegas fan, uh, am incredibly afraid of Darcy Kemper.
1: Yeah. And I probably tweeted multiple times and even, you know, I even, uh, you know, texted you too during the game. And I'm like, Jesus, this Darcy Kemper guy, I, every time I've watched this guy for over a year now and what, or whatever it was, how long, how, uh, however long I started covering, you know, the actual, the coyotes compared to just the Roadrunners, And I watched Darcy Kemper. and I'm like, how is this guy this good? Like the, how is he able to close the door? I like some like some of the saves to on uh, yesterday's game. I was just sitting like I was just grabbed like like jumped out of my seat with like my hands on my head. I'm like Darcy, how did you save that? That is yeah. unbelievable.
0: The amount of the amount of skill mixed with luck, mixed with just a. a a presence and a, and a focus that he has is is honestly astonishing. the 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 amount of of the the amount of times I thought that a big call you know if I was in the other room or something I could hear the calls going on. The amount of times I was expecting to hear the uh, Arizona goal horn in the last two games, and then or or rather hearing that Vegas scored in the last two games because Arizona's at home, uh, and not hearing that off of a Darcy Kemper save was honestly incredibly frustrating. (laughs) The kid is, he's got eyes for pucks that you would, that any other goalie, even ones that I feel like are vets in the league at this point would have missed. Uh, that's
1: why, uh, that's why I actually absolutely loved the, uh, the battle between you know Arizona and Vegas all this uh, all this week long. We'll talk more about that in just a sec. But first, I want to talk to you guys about BetOnline.ag. Guys, Super Bowl is going only just a couple weeks away, and I know you guys want to get your bets on. And uh, if you need to find a place to place your bet for the Super Bowl, whether it be your prop bets, your player bets, you know who's going to win, spread, literally anything you can think of, there's one place that has you covered and one place we trust. And that is betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account today at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code. Again, that's LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with that first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now let's go ahead and uh, talk more about uh, this entire Arizona Vegas series. It was a four-game series, starting from last Monday, exactly a week ago, till yesterday on Sunday, and it was a battle. Once again, joining me is a um, really close friend of mine and uh, a self-proclaimed Vegas fan, Andrew <laughs> Trujillo, ready to uh, to chat with us about this uh, this series. And Andrew, the uh, before this series started on Monday, on Monday's episode, I said that if Arizona showed any inkling that they were afraid of Vegas, Vegas would stomp all over them and it would take super advantage of them. Game one, that wasn't the case. You know, they had a couple good goals and you know actually came out to a good lead. And then, you know, Vegas had that that huge comeback, which I think stirred into the fear that we saw from Arizona. In game two, where it looked like they didn't know what the hell they were doing. Fast forward that to game three, I'm sure Rick Tockett said something to them about uh, about probably the same thing I said, and they bounced bounced right back on Friday and had probably one of the more, one of the more convincing wins of the season. I honestly did not expect a uh, that convincing of a win, and then going to yesterday's game as a tight tight of a game it was, I think we all expected the game like that after the first three games that we saw.
0: Absolutely. I think, uh, the, the whole series was, it just so much fun to watch the, the first two games, uh, were wild, especially as a Vegas fan, um, with the first one with the comeback and then the second one, which was a little more of a dominating victory. Um, but I think that, and having watched Arizona sports, not just hockey, but kind of across the board, but where the where the coyotes, I think, um, I think you're right in the fact that the first battle that you have to win with uh, the Knights, if you're the coyotes, is with yourself in a big way. Uh, that you can't come out and be afraid of their plays. You can't come out and and be timid against the Knights. They, the, the, something that, that the team feeds off of that, the, that Vegas feeds off of is definitely the, if, if we, <laughs> if they smell a lack of confidence, it is just another leg up that you're going to give them. And a team with that amount of depth uh and that amount of skill in the goal crease is, uh is really hard to uh overcome. If you don't, if you don't at least have a little bit of confidence in your own skill and your own ability to win hockey games and to outskate your opponents. Um, I think that the first game with the comeback, yeah, definitely scared the coyotes. It definitely, uh, didn't, it showed them that whatever they were doing had holes. And then the second game, they came out completely lacking confidence and got steamrolled for lack of a better word. Um, third game comes out they're here for vengeance they're back for blood and they uh i think i i'm not i'm not 100 sure but i'm pretty sure that the third game was the same score as the first game but flipped is that correct came down to five two right yeah and i think that that arizona coming back with that you know the the chip on their shoulder almost like the 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 blood the the uh, the the blood thirst i should say um definitely propelled them to that win and in that case i think they had vegas backpedaling in a big way where vegas was a little more afraid of what the coyotes could do i expected this this series to be as just as close as it was and quite frankly i expected it to come away with a split series um this last game i think just came down to an unfortunate ending um for both teams honestly because like i said earlier no one wants to win or lose a game by a controversial call um but i think that both of these teams are very evenly uh matched and skilled maybe i think it would just come down to a a difference in how they are able to uh generate and utilize their momentum that just gave vegas a bit of an edge over the yotes i also
1: looked i also looked at this series as a battle goaltenders obviously you know, with Arizona and Vegas being probably the two teams in the Honda division that have uh, the strongest goaltending in, you know, Vegas and in uh Fleury and Leonard and uh in Arizona in Ronta and Kemper. And you you could really choose either one of those and you can have yourself a good game. And I expected Arizona to play Ranta at one point, based off how Kemper played at any point during the during the series. But then, you know, they, the fact that they trusted Kemper, I was pr- pretty happy with, no matter what. And it just showed. It goes to show you Vegas flipping between uh, Leonard and Flurry was not no problem there for them either.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, the the. There's I don't. There's no doubt in my mind that the the two best uh, goalie pairings in in the in the Honda division are in Arizona and in Vegas Uh, having Marc-Andre Fleury and Leonard uh, I worry about the 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 flip-flopping a little bit that keeps both goalies honest and it keeps them both uh, on the ice and everything like that but I'm kind of worried that it's going to become a bit too competitive Uh, but in Arizona uh, even the even the um, your guys's third line uh, in Aiden Hill is an incredible goaltender uh, and that is a depth that I think even Vegas can't match. Um, at the end of the day, Arizona's got that goal crease uh, on lock. And the only times that they ever seem to give up anything is when, uh, you know, it's just a, a bad uh, a bad rush or a just a, a broken guys, play.
1: It's when the guys in front of them uh, kind of fall back and rely too much on that.
0: Yeah, you can't. can't, Yeah, you can't lean on your goalie to make every save if you're not going to help him out. But if I was going to put any faith in uh, a pair or a trio of goalies, it would be in Arizona's goalies.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and actually. uh, I do want to play a uh, a uh, segment of a or a yeah a a little piece from uh, Rick Tockett. After yesterday's game and how we thought they played during that game, and I think it kind of applies to probably the rest of the series. Let's go ahead and hear from that. It's a good game, good hockey, and we had a chance. They had their chances. That's a good hockey club. We uh, last last game, first uh, first game, the first couple of periods. This we can play with them. We we played a good game. It's unfortunate that happened at the end. You talked. About- Obviously, he mentioned that ending bit again, but uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, the Rick talk, says that, you know, it would, you know, he thought Arizona played a good game and I thought so too. I think again, I think, you know, leading up to this whole last, last belt, as you should say, maybe not really, because there's going to be, they're going to play each other four more times still um, later in the season. But this last bout of the week four get straight times in a row, I'd sure better hope it'd be like a, it would have been a game like that with the goaltending that we just talked about and with the uh, the lessons learned from both sides, from each game, as it just kept growing and growing and learning what these teams are about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the the next four I'm excited for because uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Arizona was without uh, Oliver Ekman Larson. That is correct. Yeah, so having I think a a, a series between two healthy desert teams is is going to be extremely exciting in the future what i would think uh for both teams but for uh the coyotes as uh, i think a little more than vegas is uh they can't be afraid necessarily of being good and what i mean by that is like they can't if they start to you know like in the first game they develop this crazy lead and when the leads are you know when you get a big lead like that It it doesn't necessarily become the idea of, hey, we have to keep scoring. It's the idea of, hey, we have to protect the lead. And I think that getting anxious when you have the leader, when you have that kind of advantage, uh, often plays against the Coyotes. Um, It does against Vegas as well. Um, But you you can't, uh, I don't think they can fall into the idea that they need to, uh, I guess, pump the brakes when they're ahead. Uh, I think that they should. It's it comes down again to a, a battle of confidence that they just need to. Uh, when they are ahead, they can't switch gears and be, start to think, "Oh God, what if we suck again? Oh God, what if what if they come back and they're actually better than us?" Um, so I think that if the Coyotes keep that in mind and they have a healthy squad going forward, the second series is going to be even better than this one. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Once again, guys, the final score of the of yesterday's game was. 1-0 Vegas over over Arizona. Vegas coming out with uh, two points out of a best possible eight in their week-long series against the Vegas Golden Knights. Just a quick reminder, guys, that you can get more of sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On today wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, Tucson Roadrunners getting ready to start their season in just a couple weeks. Actually, yesterday they they had a, uh, a preseason game against Ontario. It uh, clashed with the, uh, the Coyotes game, so we can't really give too much updates on that. But we'll get ready for Tucson's season to come. This is locked on Coyotes, but first, I want to give you guys a uh, quick reminder about Built Bar, guys. Built Bar right now is the, uh, the definitely the hot new take on health bars and protein bars. It is. Think about it this way: Built Bar is a. It's a protein bar, yes, but it doesn't taste like a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar with eighteen different flavors, ranging from cookies and cream to german chocolate and mint brownie this you you can really have no problem with any one of these choices they're all 100% covered in chocolate they're soft and easy to chew and all those flavors are absolutely delicious but don't just take my word for it go ahead and try it yourself go to billbar.com and use the promo code lockedon and you'll get a 20% and you'll get 20% off your next order Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at com. And now it's time for our final segment here on Locked On Coyotes on this wonderful Monday or whatever day or time you're listening to this episode. Once again, I'm Rob Liano. Joined with me is a uh, fellow Tucsonan, Andrew Chihio. Getting ready, let's talk some Tucson Roadrunners because the uh, – Arizona Coyotes minor league team, the AHL team, ready to begin their season in just a little over a week. How exciting is it to have uh, hockey back in the old Pueblo, Andrew?
0: I'm excited, man. I, I you know, I gotta, I gotta throw it out for uh, a bunch of my friends. Call them the Trash Birds, and that is not uh, supposed to be derogatory. Uh, we love the or the uh, Roadrunners, I should say. Uh, love the roadrunners. Love the the feel that they bring to uh Tucson. It is always interesting to see a bunch of people decked out in hockey sweaters when it is ninety eight degrees outside. It, the the fandom lives on in the old pueblo, and it is so fun to watch.
1: I think the fun thing is, you know, uh, you know, with myself covering Tucson for the last four years is you know seeing not only the fans growth but you know but seeing the game grow with all the youth and everything like that having it finally back but let's just say this before it was back i know a lot of people weren't weren't even thinking about it but when it was finally announced it's like oh that's right tucson's coming back and everyone's excited for it again um it's it's a different feeling because again it's american league hockey it's you know minor league hockey so it's not on it's on on the front of everybody's mind on obviously here in Tucson you know you have, you're trying to compete the University of Arizona major sports particularly uh basketball but it's I think it's something different this year I mean obviously uh you have a lot of their guys from from two, from Tucson last year now on the taxi squad or up actually playing full time and' at the at the coyotes but uh you know it, it's excited. For for once in a while, or you know, finally after you know months and months to see uh, Roadrunners hockey for the first time, and again, I think it's actually almost ten months now, almost a year. It's been that long since the Roadrunners just played here in in Tucson.
0: Yeah, it's been a minute, man, and and watching. Uh, like you said, I think yeah, when people when it went away, people kind of didn't notice, but it coming back, I think is. Uh, a huge reignition into the uh, into the old pueblo and how uh, the the atmosphere is uh, is going to change is going to feel a different around town with a uh, with a little something to cheer for. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. A couple of updates regarding to the Tucson Roadrunners this year is uh, head coach Jay Verity has actually been promoted to the NHL to be an assistant coach for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, and this was, of course, known for a couple of weeks. I said this in an earlier episode around the time it actually happened. And I speculated who would be the replacement head coach for Tucson. And I said it would, they, that Tucson would look internally. That means you know they'd look within the organization themselves. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, my prediction, my first prediction was Steve Popvan. And then my secondary prediction was, was John Slaney and they ended up going with Steve Popvan. I talked with them a little bit over over the weekend uh, with a, uh, a Roadrunners press conference Zoom. Uh, I'm trying to maybe share some of the audio with you uh, tomorrow on tomorrow's episode, but that's exciting to have a new to have the new head coach in set. And here's the second news that we want to share with you all is the regular season schedule has been released for the Tucson Roadrunners. And the weirdest thing, Will be set in place for the opening weekend. They open. They open their weekend of the uh, the f- on f- the February fifth and sixth, and they will be playing in Tucson. Whether or not fans are going to be allowed is is one is one thing, but here's the second thing, Andrew. And I was talking to you about this before we started recording. Is Tucson will not be the home team playing in their own home arena for that opening weekend.
0: Which, which is just downright criminal, <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, I know why they're doing it, but it's it still seems a little uh, a little dorky.
1: <laughs> they're playing the Barracuda, case, right? Yeah, so they're playing the San Jose Barracuda, and in case anyone needs a refresher from what the conversation that I had with J.D. Young of Locked on Sharks is the Sharks and Barracuda are unable to play in San, San Jose right now, because of COVID restrictions from Santa Clara County. Santa Clara County says no contact sports of any kind are allowed in, uh, in within county limits, which means the teams had to relocate. Obviously, the 49ers had to relocate to Arizona. The Sharks relocated to Scottsdale for a training camp, and they're, they're going to be playing their first home games in Gila uh, River Arena. And now the Barracuda will be playing their first home games in uh in Tucson hosting Tucson which is the weirdest thing <laughs> honestly Andrew if it, if if're if up to me I'd just have you know the uh, the Bear critic can play in Tucson but why have them play Tucson for the opening weekend like at least somebody else to start off with so it doesn't act so weird
0: well I feel like uh the uh it, it, it makes a little bit of sense to me insofar as if they're going to be Playing in the same arena, if if uh, Santa Clara County is has put a moratorium on the sports, then, you know, maybe it is just the easiest option. Um, I think uh, calling it a home game when you're... I, I, I don't know how many listeners have been to the uh, Tucson Convention Center where the uh, Roadrunners play, but that building is incredibly strange, empty. It is the weirdest spot in the entire city. It's echoey. It is it is a goofy place if there are not people around, and I think that's going to have a profound effect on the Barracuda playing there, um, playing home games, quote unquote, home games uh, in an empty Tucson arena that uh, the Roadrunners are otherwise completely used to for uh, training and practice and all that kind of stuff.
1: I mean, I mean the Barracuda are used to playing in an empty, you know, shark tank, you know, essentially the same place where the Sharks play, but at significantly less capacity. So it's eh, one, not not really the same, but you know what I'm getting. I'm getting that
0: for sure. I think just the mixture of being away from home, even if it's not, even if it's like, you know, yeah, a severely decreased attendance in the stadium. Uh, I think just not being having your first outing be, I mean, I guess it, it is in theory no different than a road game. But that emptiness and that that uh, I think just the the strangeness of the opening of the season is going to affect both teams.
1: Yeah, the other bit on the uh, Tucson Roadrunner schedule is I believe it's another. It's also a significantly reduced schedule. I think it's down to like like thirty something games, forty something games. Woof. Um, as as opposed to the usual sixty eight that they uh, play in uh, the American Hockey League and the Pacific, in the Pacific Division. And uh, so, and they won't be going. It's all individual play. They're not going to play anyone from the Central that they have done in the past. So it's literally only going to be playing San Diego, Ontario, Henderson, uh, uh, Bakersfield, San Jose, and Stockton, and I think a couple others. And that's about it. So and that's going to be weird because they're going to play each other eight times again. This is going to be like. Eight times. I mean, these teams are used to it. They're used to playing these teams so many times. But at a super condensed schedule like this, it's going to be that's going to be something else.
0: You got six months of playoff style hockey going on with all the all the or I guess with the lack of road trips and stuff like that, uh, playing the same teams over and over. It's going to be a fight until the very, very end.
1: Oh yeah' I'm, I'm again super excited for Roadrunners hockey to come back. I'm excited to be back in the press box hopefully um, that gets resolved. Maybe they allow press I that I'm still unknown about but uh, I'm hoping they do Ho- hoping they allow fans for opening hope, uh, at least the home opener because it you know they need at least some people in
0: there <laughs> I agree.
1: Although, you know, it's got to, it has to be safe like the way like like kind of the way the Coyotes are doing, but maybe a little bit safer.
0: For sure, with uh yeah, with Arizona being the I think still the hot spot in the world for uh new covid uh infections and stuff, we definitely have to play our cards correctly. Uh but hopefully we can have a little fun on the ice this season and uh you know, maybe we'll have a maybe we'll still have dollar hot dog night and everything, hey eh, Robbie. Uh, I need
1: my dollar hot dogs, my two dollars sodas.
0: <laughs> I yeah, I can understand that, yeah, for sure. But also, also hockey.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely, definitely the hockey. That's the most important part. Covering the yeah. hockey, talking to the players, all stuff like that. Yes, because being able to talk to the future of the Coyotes, one of the coolest things I can say. Being able to do for the last four years. Oh, getting yeah. ready for Even... their
0: Sorry, go ahead. I
1: was going I was just I just said they're getting ready for their 5th year now. So, even better. Yep, yep. Well, guys, just a quick reminder that uh coming up in the next couple weeks, we're going to have more guests coming uh on this program ready to talk some more Coyotes hockey. A by uh, on a Thursday, I'm going to have a good friend of mine Ezra Amaker to do another segment of Stories from the Press Box. Ezra was the uh, the first reporter for the Tucson Roadrunners covering covering them for the, uh, the Arizona Daily Star. So we will bring him on, and then hopefully next week I'll bring on Brett Farah, the next guy uh, who replaced Ezra a couple years after. So again, stay tuned and stay subscribed to Locked on Coyotes wherever you get your podcasts. And if you guys liked what you heard today, don't forget to leave a good review. It I lets my bosses know that... Uh, that I'm doing a good job here on this podcast. I would really appreciate any kind words that you guys, that you guys give, but that will about do it for here on this episode of locked on coyotes. Thanks to Andrew Trujillo for joining me on this episode. And we will keep things going daily, five days a week here on this, on this wonderful uh, podcast.
0: I appreciate you having me, Robbie.
1: (laughs) Of course, of course, Andrew. Appreciate you having on. But again, thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to stay
0: healthy, stay safe, and howl on.